to the Urban Planners Podcast, hosted by Gigi the Planner. This podcast is about all things urban planning related and otherwise. In this setting, we'll discuss the ins and outs of the planning field. We'll even delve into some very controversial topics involving the role planners have to take in their everyday lives and jobs. Without further ado, let's jump right into today's episode. This This is Gigi the Planner. Welcome to episode 39 of the Urban Planners Podcast. In today's episode, I interview Lakila White, who is running for mayor for Hattiesburg, Mississippi. She is a planner that is running for public office, and we had a wonderful interview. Hope you all enjoy. So let's jump into today's episode. Welcome, Lakila, to the Urban Planners Podcast. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. So please share with my audience your planning story. How did you get into the planning field? Okay. First, let me just tell you, thank you for having me on here. And I just want to congratulate you on all of your work. It's awesome to have a young lady like yourself that is trying to get more planners involved in the field. It's it's greatly needed. And congratulations on your uh, being noticed by the American Planning Association during Black History Month. That is how I connected with you. And your website is, is awesome. So let me get that out there real quick. Thank you so much. Thank you. I was a general studies student at the University of Southern Mississippi, and I was recruited into the program by a scholarship. They were trying to get more minorities and more women into the field of planning. I was recruited by the dean of that college, Dr. Rhonda Phillips, and that is how I initially got started. Cool. So you went to planning school in undergrad, correct? Yes, ma'am. It was undergrad that I was in planning school. Ours was in the geography department. Awesome. I, I don't know many people that went to planning school and undergrad. So I think it's very interesting to hear that because very few schools offer bachelor's in urban planning. So that's good to hear. Yes, ma'am. That you got exposed so early at least because most people don't find out about it until way later. Yeah, and really it's no longer offered at the University of Southern Mississippi. Now it's only offered at one college in the whole state of Mississippi and that's at Jackson State. They do have an undergraduate program as well as a graduate program all the way up to a PhD. Awesome. That's really good. So I understand that being in a predominantly rural state, there aren't many jurisdictions with planners. How are most jurisdictions planned in Mississippi if that is the case? Uh, that's the problem. Most jurisdictions are not planned. Most small communities don't have a planner. A lot of them don't have planning and zoning departments. I serve as a planner for a planning and development district, and we covered about seven counties. So I worked with a lot of small cities and counties, but all I did was write grants, basically. So grants to try to bring infrastructure. So still really not planning, but it is a part of the planning. That's really interesting because I know a lot of planners, we look at planning and we think of cities and and large urban areas, but a large portion of the U.S. is rural. So a lot of places aren't actually really being planned like we would think they are. So thanks for bringing that perspective. You have worked in the planning field for over 20 years, and I'm sure that you have your fair of interesting stories. Any in particular that you would like to share? So I have had a lot of interesting stories. 
I think that one thing that uh, kind of, I guess, caught me off guard at the time when I was the city planner for the city of Hattiesburg, we had a organization that was coming into town to open up a homeless shelter. And we had so much outcry from the community because it was sort of in a residential area. We needed somebody to try to address the homeless population. But I think this was in a time where we didn't have that many homeless people here. And I was actually caught off guard that so many people in the community came out against the project. So that that's one story that was interesting. Yeah, unfortunately, that is all too common in, in many areas. As it relates to new development, people, they don't like it, basically. They like things to stay the same, regardless if it's gonna make their community a better place, they just rather it be the same. So I can totally understand that. So you are now the president and CEO of your own firm as of 2017. Please tell me more about the work that you do in that capacity. So just sort of building off of my position as a planner with the planning and development district, I started my own company writing grants for cities and counties across the state of Mississippi. And basically I do grants such as community development block grants. I do the home grants to do home rehab repairs for like elderly and lower income population. I do some infrastructure and projects, I guess for police, and fire, things like that. So I do write grants. And I also consult with nonprofits um, that do housing specifically. And I do some consulting with small businesses. Awesome. So with the grants, I'm guessing you work with municipalities and counties? Yes, ma'am, predominantly, yes. And what I do is try to see what their needs are and go after those specific funding sources to meet their needs. They're mostly competitive type grants. And I do have several grants now that are pending across the state. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the marketing strategies that you use to get clients? Because I'm sure that's probably one of the, the hardest things that a lot of people deal with trying to start their own firm and try to work in the planning field and not really knowing like how to get their services out there to people. So what are some things that you've done in that capacity? So I don't really necessarily have a marketing strategy. I have been working in the field for so long. It's sort of just from networking and from people that I know. Uh, like I had mentioned back to the planning and development district, I worked with so many cities before and I still work with some of those very cities. And then when I was with the city of Hattiesburg, I was the director of federal and state programs. I was also a planner for the city of Hattiesburg. So when I go to different events, I, I just meet a lot of people. And that's even how I get a lot of funding. It's really based on relationships, even with the funding agencies. So mine is basically from word of mouth and just from people I know and from the work that I have done and people talking to other mayors other councilmen and just sort of travels like that. Awesome. That's really cool. So I understand that you're currently running for mayor in Hattiesburg. What drove you to run for public office? Well, I have a heart to serve the community and I'm just a community servant. I've done a, a lot of programs to try to help people like the home ownership workshops and things to that nature. And I have worked with so many mayors across the state. I felt the need, especially with all that's going on across the country right now. First of all, we have never had a female mayor 
period in Hattiesburg, let alone an African-American female. It is the year of the woman. I want to bring some change to Hattiesburg. So I'm excited. All those things drove me to, to run for mayor. That's really awesome. I have in the past been approached to run for office, but I don't know. I'll Maybe one day. <laughs> that, that people like us who are not necessarily politicians and who are professions can change the nature of politics. I think they need more planners in politics. I totally agree with that because we really know what's going on. I've been to a lot of city council meetings and the people on the dais don't really know much of what's going on. And I know everything because I work as a planner and work in the cities and understand like all the development processes and things that happen in the, in the community. So I totally agree with you on that. Yes. So what are some of the main planning issues in your local area and the state overall? So I would think some of the main issues, let me start with the state overall, is lack of planning. And lack of planning leads to communities that are not developed and structured properly. And as far as locally, I can give you one recent example here in Hattiesburg. We have a nightclub that is in the downtown area next to residential. And because of the nature of the nightclub next to residential, we have had some issues and the city is trying to essentially shut down a Black-owned business. However, city planning and zoning allow the nightclub to be there. So if the nature of the nightclub is, it is what it is, they're there now. And it's not fair to that business owner to shut their business down because of things that happen in a nightclub. So that's one incident here locally. That's very interesting. So how did your experience in planning impact your platform during your campaign? So part of my platform is community planning and development and also growing small businesses and providing small businesses with the resources so that they can grow. Also economic development, all those things are a part of my platform. So, and all those things are related to community planning and development. Awesome. So how has the process been so far with your campaign and running? How has it been uh, challenging or things have been running smoothly? How has that been going for you? I think it's been going smoothly, actually. Um, this is my first time ever running for public office. So I, this is all I know. I have helped campaign on some other campaigns, but I think things are running smoothly, in my opinion. Awesome. So one question that is like, I don't know if it's controversial or not, but I'm going to ask it anyways. <laughs> if you want to answer, you, you don't have to if you don't want to. But I know being in Mississippi, I know there's a lot of racism there. So has any of that played a part in your <laughs> campaign at all, having to deal with that? Because I'm sure you probably run against other supposed white people. How has that impacted you? Absolutely. And I would just, I would really say racism across the country sort of impacted me to run just honestly because all the, so much that has occurred over the past year that I feel like we in Hattiesburg 
need somebody to represent our community who looks like us and who cares about us and who cares about our community and who will give us opportunities, even as far as government contracting. It has been some issues with racism here in Hattiesburg. Actually, just today, this is really shameful, but we had a community very close to Hattiesburg, Purvis, Mississippi, gave a writing assignment in school for the classroom to write about if they were a slave writing to their family in Africa, what would they put on the letter? And it, and it had like one, two, three, like things to talk about in a letter as a slave. And this was a real assignment in 2021. So yeah, it, racism is alive and well in Mississippi and it never ceases to amaze me when things like this happen. But just as far as racism directly, as far as me in this race at this point, I haven't necessarily experienced directly any racism as far as me running for office, if that was what you were asking. Okay, that's interesting. But yeah, I think that's that's good to know that you haven't like had indirect racism happening to you. So yeah, I think that's good to know that because I I'm sure that a lot of people will want to know like what is it like in your area. So as it relates to the population in Hattiesburg, is it predominantly white or what does the population consist of? So at, as at our last census, it was between fifty-two to fifty-four percent. However, we haven't got the numbers from this most recent census. I expect mm-hmm. that our numbers will increase. And we have a white mayor and we have a council with three white council members and two Afro-Americans. And I don't know how it is in your state, but in Mississippi, most of our lines are sort of gerrymandered where even though we have a majority African-American community, they draw the lines so you won't have proper for representation. So that's what we have here in Hattiesburg. And it has went to the Supreme Court. We do have more African-Americans on the ballot and we have more Democrats. Every uh, seat, every ward has a Democrat in the ballot. So I am very hopeful that we can turn Hattiesburg blue. That's good. So is Hattiesburg, are the council members, do they run for specific seats like in a certain area or is it you're like a council person for the whole city? They all have wards. Okay. And we don't have a council person at large. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. The city that I live in, we don't have jurisdictions like that, but the city that I work for does. And it's, I think it's just better when it's just overall. (laughs) I'm in South Florida. So, so every city is a little bit different, but I've seen when somebody's just over a particular area, they advocate for that area and don't too much care about the other areas. And I don't think it should really be like that. You should be a, a council person for the entire city. So, yeah. Well, thanks for that background because I'm not very familiar with rural states. Florida is the South, but South Florida is not southern what i mean about <laughs> south florida so yeah i don't have a lot of experience outside of going to georgia a lot of times because that's where my family is from but i'm a city girl at heart i i'm not too much of a country girl okay i'm a country girl 
Awesome. So as we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to share with my audience or any advice that you'd like to give planners who may be interested in running for public office? I would say if that's something that you're considering, if you have a heart to serve the people in the community, I know because of our educational background and our profession, we can do the work and we know how to do it properly, I would encourage you to run for office if that is something that you feel that you should do. Awesome. I totally agree. I don't even know of any other people that's like run for like a council member or mayor. Off the top of my head, that was a planner. There is one guy here in South Florida that is I believe he's a state senator now. He's a planner. But outside of that, I really don't know too many planners or you you and one other person <laughs> that's actually like run for public office so far and all the people that I've connected with. So that's really good to know that you're doing that. Thank you. Awesome. So if you have any social media platform that people can connect with, please share those so that people can support you. Lakila White for mayor is on Facebook, it's on Instagram, and it is on Twitter. Twitter might be a different handle, and I'm sorry, somebody handles it for me, so I am not always sure, but Lakila White for mayor, and my website is lakilawhitemayor.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to today's podcast. If you would like to be interviewed in a future episode, please head over to my website at ggtheplanner.com and select the interview tab and you can request to be interviewed by me in a future episode. That's all for today, folks. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Urban Planners Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please head over and leave a five-star rating on iTunes and subscribe to this podcast so that you won't miss out on an episode. If you would like to buy personalized urban planning gear and other products or are in need of some urban planning career coaching, please head over to ggtheplanner.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and on Facebook at ggtheplanner. Have a great week and we'll see you next episode.